This is a Your Last Resorts production. And welcome back to Your Last Resort podcast with your host, Brandon Lejean. This is the intro. Uh, funny story. If you saw me stutter right there, the last time we did an intro last episode where I talked to you guys and I said your last review at the intro and I had to cut it. So there was like a little awkward cut. If you listened, you might've noticed, maybe you didn't go back and look. I don't know. But, uh, dude, today we filmed episode 102 here on Saturday, March 12th. So this will be out March 16th when you're watching it a few days before, uh, dude, great guest, Jamar, uh, Jamar John Johnson, want to make sure I got his full name right because most of my guests don't use their middle names. Uh, dude, super awesome guy, super positive dude. He's hilarious. We actually did a show together to hear us talk about it. We did a dope show this Thursday called Bomb or Get Bombed, hosted by the one and only Jimmy Clifford, who was on episode 95, I believe, of the podcast. But it's a dope concept where basically uh, every time your joke bombs, you got to take a drink. So if you bomb, you get bombed. So it uh, it was a great time, great show. Shout out Jimmy for putting me on. I really, really enjoyed it. But that's where I met Jamar and... Uh, he just has a very interesting, cool way of looking at things. And he has a very, he treats this like a business and he's very successful because of it. And I think that in life, there's so many different paths of what you can and what you can't do. And I think that people sometimes you have this like preconceived notion of like, I have to do this. Okay. If I'm a comedian, I have to do it X, Y, and Z. If I'm a this, I have to do X, Y, and Z. But there's so many ways now that we've learned that you can, the end, if the end goal is here, you can go here, you can go fucking here, you can go diagonal, like it doesn't matter. It's just about making it to that end goal. And he's found so many cool ways to do that. He's put me onto so many cool things that I'm looking forward to sharing with you and hopefully growing my audience and my fan base. And yeah, dude, it's just, um, I'm broker than I've ever been. And I'm ha- the happiest I've ever been in my life. Life's good. We did a uh, show. Yeah, I did a show yesterday at uh the wonderful unicorn extravaganza shout out my homie jordan mcdonald for putting on a dope show this was probably one of the um probably one of the best experiences of my comedy career so far in austin i uh you know you guys know jordan he was on episode 101 he was on an earlier episode he is my co-host of your last review we're uh he's a funny dude and he runs a super dope show and I've been wanting to do it and I he had me on and it's uh it was cool because it was up in the old it was called the Romo Room and now then the Brass Tap Domain and then it's also called the North Star Comedy Club now and it's a dope room and dude he runs a fucking sick show like not only was it a great com- uh show with comics but then after at the end a band performs and it's not like you think it's not some fucking podunk band it is a house band with rapper Shelly Nix, who did episode 99 of the podcast. So yesterday was uh, a great day for me because I um, I probably had one of the best sets I've had out here. One of my best sets ever in comedy. I mean, I just, I hit a pocket. I hit a zone for 10 minutes. I killed it. It felt effortless and smooth. It was so fun. The worst fucking part is my phone ran out of space as I walked on stage. Because for those who don't know, as comedians, you record your sets. That's how we get funny clips, how I could get a tape to submit to festivals. I fucking am so mad that it didn't record. And it's my fault because I should have checked the iPhone storage. It was full because I had a podcast episode still on my phone that I didn't even need. It's already uploaded. It's, it's, it's just my fault. I, I should have deleted it. Should have checked. Won't make that mistake again. But I wasn't going to let that ruin my night. Great night. Got to perform with my friends. Everyone did great. I had a great set. And then, dude, the coolest part is just Shelly Nix closed out the show. And I know that I have a lot of friends on here. But Shelly Nix is a, a musician and rapper that I am a fan of. A huge fan. So, dude, I treated that shit like, like dude, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a small room. It's not, it's not Madison Square Garden or anything like that. But, dude, I got to chill on the side of where he was performing. I treated that shit like I was backstage getting to watch a rapper. It was so cool. He uh, he did Auto, which is my favorite song, and he dedicated it to his white boy Brandon, which that'll be uh, that's gonna be something I won't carve to my grave. Uh, <laughs> it was it was so cool, dude. Though, and I was fucking getting lit in that bitch. Like I was dancing in the front row, jumping up and down. And dude, I know what I look like dancing. I know, 
I am a goofy white boy. I could see a dude recording me and laughing at me, but here's the thing, bro. Shelly is a dope artist and he makes dope music and I don't give a fuck what other people think. So I'm a, I'm a enjoy that shit. And I, and I danced and I don't care. Cause you know, dude, I want to support my boys and I want to have a good time. And dude, I basically got paid to do, I didn't basically, I got paid to do comedy yesterday and then see one of my favorite artists right now. So life's fucking great, dude. Life's awesome. South by Southwest is going on party for the next 10 days i got booked on a south by southwest show 7 30 and a 10 30 on 6th street monday south by southwest i cannot fucking wait <sighs> life's good dude couldn't be happier thank you to anyone who's ever supported me now before i start crying like a little baby on this camera enjoy episode 102 with jamar john johnson and I'll see you next time. And welcome back to the Your Last Resort podcast with your host, Brandon Lejean. This week, it's episode 102. This week is my guest joining, Jamar John Johnson. Thanks for doing the podcast. Make sure you check out his new book, Out Now Too. So Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing the podcast. Glad to have you. are from LA, right? I'm originally from New York City. From New York but, City. I, but I've been living in LA for eight years now. Okay, yeah, Thanks yeah. so much for having me on the podcast, man. It was great performing with you the other Yeah, night. no, dude. That was it. fun. Yeah, that Absolutely. was a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, so for those listening, we did this fun show, which... I think it's such a great idea it's, for a is. show by Jimmy. It's called Bomb or Get Bombed at Poor Choices once a month. And the concept is basically we go up on stage with a drink. And if a joke doesn't hit, they play with a soundboard. What was the noise again? It was uh, wah, 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 yeah, wah. yeah. <laughs> the famous ass noise. And yeah. then, um, the wah, wah. They call it the wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you do that. You, you got a drink. But then if a joke hits and the audience doesn't laugh, they play a dolphin noise. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good impression. Yeah, close. It sounded a little bit like a yeah. horse too, yeah, though. You're yeah. in between a horse. It was and a like dolphin. it was sped up. It was kind of overdone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and it's just it's fun because like the audience gets to feel like they're a part of the show, yep. and it's an excuse to drink. It creates a fun atmosphere. It, uh, it was my first time doing it that show, and it was okay. a, it was a blast. It was a yeah, good it was time. a blast. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I, I think I mean I the, I would recommend that he has he provides shots. Because mm -hmm. I feel like if people are drinking beer and Miller Lights and all sorts of shit, yeah. you're not getting bombed if you're drinking that. I mean, yeah, I was now, drinking a Lone Star on stage. You know what <laughs> I mean? I flew in from L.A. to do the show because I'm here for South by Southwest. Yeah. And I was a little nervous. I was like, this is a degree of difficulty I yeah. haven't done in a while because I don't really perform under the influence that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a like a clear head. I need to be sharp. I understand. Uh, once yeah. in a while, I'll experiment with, with weed right? yeah. and just go up a little high and then it, it makes it difficult but you have fun because you're like, oh, this is a it's new. It's something new. It's like a it's challenge almost. It's a challenge yeah. almost, right? It's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah. But when I realized, I was like, I asked him, I said, Jimmy, what are you drinking? He was like, oh, uh, Miller Lite. I'm like, man, this, I ain't good about this. <laughs> like, Let me get a Corona. Yeah. I'm like, I had three Coronas and I was fine. I didn't even feel a, a yeah. thing. I'm 215 pound man. It's exactly. Like, it's going to yeah. take more than that to take me under. Yeah. Uh, and then before the show, I was a little nervous too because they had all the checkpoints and they were like, hey, don't drink and drive. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I'm going to get bombed at yeah. this show <laughs> and end up trying to get back to my Airbnb. This is going to be uh, quite the interesting story. What a terrible day. You just have a shit set and then you get a DUI yes, on the way home. Exactly. You're like, this is the worst it's ever. the worst day ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because you're right. Because I mean, if you're doing a a you know eight to ten minute set, you got to do the shots to get drunk. Because it's it's still a fun concept. I think you. I think it's more because it's for not the comics. It's for the audience. Sure. So no, it's no, the whole it's drinking. interaction. Yeah. But it would be fun to see like because I think you have a good point where it's like okay. I go up, my first couple jokes don't hit. I get a few shots of me. Now maybe a little loose, a little goofy. Some riffs happen, and boom, boom, you get that fun atmosphere. So that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I didn't tell it to Jimmy yet because I was, I didn't want him to think that I didn't have fun. I enjoyed no, it. No, it's a great, but, it's but, still. But so I much think fun. that if, let's say Jimmy shows up with his own bottle of Jack Daniels, for example, yeah. right? That he has. Yeah. And he's not selling it, but this is just for the performance aspect. Exactly. Then yeah. the bar, they, they're not going to say, everybody, comics still support the venues, right? Yeah. Buy a drink or two. But when you're on stage, it's like having them pour it out. Yeah. And then it's like, wah, 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 wah. And then you got to go, oh, man. You're like, yeah. oh. It hits different. It then. hits yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, That's a good and, idea. And so I'm going to do that with my show back in LA. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it something different. Okay. But it's yeah. going to be, and then I'm going to try to get a whiskey sponsor. There's actually a whiskey, uh, uh, there's a whiskey company that is uh, made up of veterans. 
Oh, that's I think awesome. it's called eleven. I think it's called Eleven Horsemen. Okay, or yeah. it might be called Twelve Horsemen. I think it's like the Twelve Horsemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twelve Horsemen whiskey. And then uh, I'm, I'm gonna hit him up with that concept and say, hey, listen, I got this idea. We can do it over at the VFWs, and it's VFWs all around the nation. And yeah, the yeah. Next, you know, I'm gonna be on tour. Listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hustler. No, that's a great idea, dude. That's a really yeah. Yeah, look at you yeah, just coming yeah. up with ideas. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Um. Because we were talking about the show with the whole idea of Bomber Get Bombed. You said you've been doing comedy for 17, 17 years. 17, yeah. Wow, that's a long time, dude. So you started in New York. And actually, no. Actually, I started in Newport, Rhode Island. Wow. There's was, a comedy scene in Rhode Island? There actually is. Is it good, at least? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 very it's tied into the Boston. In the, oh, and so yeah, yeah, Rhode yeah. Island has a, a comedy connection. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a lot of shows there at the okay, comedy yeah. connection. But they're tied into the Boston scene. So a lot of it is like, okay, you got to go up to Providence, Rhode Island, or you drop up to Boston. But yeah. yeah, they have a little scene. I mean, anywhere you have young creative people, remember uh, Rhode Island has uh, University of Rhode Island, which is the Art Institute. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of creative creative types. That makes types. sense. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because it... Uh, because I started in Orange County, which is obviously a l- bigger than Rhode Island, but yeah. it's that it's that smaller scene where it's tied into LA yeah. and it's close. But it was like I I was I'm from Brea, so with yep. so yeah, like and you got the Brea Improv, over but there. they don't do any open mics. No, they there's don't do open, no yeah because because they just they just import top talent. Yeah, and so it, it creates there ends up not being a scene. So you have to kind of create your own sub scene exactly. And yeah. build, but which honestly doing it that way. It's 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 better for you because you got to understand this is a business before it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 don't get me wrong, you can have fun and you got to develop yourself. And it takes a while to learn your own voice and really be your authentic self up there. But the minute you can learn how to get bodies in seats, you are in control of your whole entire yeah. career. Yeah. Because everywhere you go, you understand. I got to make connections. I got to meet people. And what do I got to do? I got to invite them to my business. Mm-hmm. My business is whatever room I'm running and whatever show yeah. I'm on. And I got to keep people. And, and I got to get them hooked on my product. Yeah. And if your product is shitty, they're not going to come back. And then yeah. maybe you'll get better at your job. Exactly. No, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I think a lot of people... Well, because comedy is so fun, dude. We get to it tell is. jokes and be silly and, and get fucked up and do cool things. But it also, at some point, has to be a little bit of a business. you got to sell that not, brand. Not at saying, some point. Yeah. At all times, it yeah. needs to be a business. But the thing is, is you have to understand how to turn off when you're in a creative moment and element, how to mm-hmm. just be fully present in that. But the minute yeah. that you're out of that, you got to ask yourself, well, how do I line up things around it so that I can keep doing it? Yeah, yeah, right? okay, yeah. Everything that I do is so that I can perform when I want or so that I can go do a show. Look, I mean, shout out to Jimmy. I mean, we got paid for doing the show. Yeah. But, like, I didn't expect to get paid because I, I know that I'm going out and investing time and energy to make connections, mm-hmm. to make friends, yeah. right, to make partnerships. And so you invest in yourself. I was flying out to South by Southwest anyway, so I was like, well, let me stack other things on top of the visit I'm already coming yeah, for, yeah. right? So, and then from there... Um, I went and saw at South by Southwest one of the um, one of the um, interviews that I saw was uh, Bob Odenkirk. Wow! Bob Odenkirk and his son uh, Peter they both uh, came together and you know Bob of course he's connected mm-hmm. got got his son connected to Audible.com yeah. and they did an interactive audio book. Wow! That's launching in a couple of months. Is it Bob Odenkirk's new book, the comedy, comedy, comedy one? No, it's not that one. Oh, he's on tour. Yeah, he's a separate one. Wow! It's one that's that really him and his cool. son made. I think it's called like it's called like Summer in um, some random town. Yeah. Summer in Patagonia or Summer in Avalon. I think is what okay. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. something like that. But but the point though is like, and he's a former stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he used to struggle. And then he got he got on Breaking Bad and then his career revitalized. Yeah. And then he and then he's a spinoff show, Better Call Saul. Dude, amazing. So but so he was good. just talking about that grind. But the thing is, is you gotta keep your skills sharp, but you have to always be looking for opportunities to connect, right? Mm-hmm. Not just with industry people, but with people who have their ear to the streets, good promoters, good people who know how to get people in rooms. Yeah. Because that skill set is is it's one that's going to get harder and harder. Mm-hmm. I'm actually about to start moving comedy into the metaverse. Wow, that's a good. We already have people. I already have thirty two thousand people. Wow. We can talk about it later, but but that way, I don't got to leave my house. Yeah. Unless it's for serious money, because I can just build build an audience and just work on the craft. Mm-hmm. And. With anything in business, first mover's advantage is major. Yeah. Because first mover's advantage allows you to start to gather the audience 
set the expectations on the quality of the type of programming you're going to put together. And then it's like are people if people get into momentum. They just know to check in every Tuesday, every Thursday. Yeah. And then it's like, are they going to go do other things and risk it not being as good as what they know? The product they that they trust. It's like going to a restaurant. I always get the same thing like the same when thing. I go to the same restaurant because exactly. I go there for that for product. That product. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love the yeah, I love the way you think because you have a very uh, creative way. Because you were even talking to me about uh, like the the whole crypto thing. Yeah. And how you've started accepting tickets and that. And yeah. A whole different avenue. So yeah. that's really. It's cool yeah. to see people thinking in different initiatives and ways. And, and and I think that we have to be because like what we do, money is so few and far in between. You have to find creative ways to stack your money together because you're not going to do it just doing shows. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like, of course. Like it's, unless you're producing the whole entire thing. And, but if you're just appearing on other people's shows, you know, you're getting weekdays in L.A., you're getting 45 bucks, maybe yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah. Weekends, maybe 75, maybe 100. That's, Barely scraping That's together. generous. Yeah. But if you're producing the show, mm-hmm. you're pocketing 500 to 1500 to 2000 a night. Yeah. But there's work required for that. You don't yeah. just show up. Like, you got to get people out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I run my own marketing agency, and so yeah. I can make 1000 to 1500 for one client. Yeah. So the amount of energy I got to get to get people to come, I got to corral cats to come to a show. Yeah, yeah. That energy is dissipated energy if I can just focus it in on my marketing agency and then I can advertise myself. Right now I'm running ads for one of my clients who's doing um, like South by Southwest adjacent sh- programming. Mm-hmm. So they've got comedy shows and they've got music shows and I'm getting 24 cents a click wow. on my ads for, for the music and the comedy and that's for just like general awareness and those are turning into ticket sales and then i'm doing messenger ads mm-hmm. which means you ever see an ad on instagram where it says message us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. those click throughs for right now in austin i'm getting them for a dollar 25 wow so now think about it and somebody a dollar 25 for a person but now i have them in a two-way communication in the dms yeah so it, i have an automation sequence that runs through that asks them for their email address, then gives them a link to go buy tickets. Wow. If they don't buy, I could always follow back up with them. Hey, just checking in and see if you're coming to our shows. Oh, I forgot. Let me go buy a ticket. And if one ticket is ten dollars and I'm only it only cost me a dollar twenty five to get them in the funnel, I'm making eight dollars and seventy five cents in profit mm-hmm. for every ticket sold. Plus, what happens if they bring someone else with them? Most people don't buy one ticket, they usually buy two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So at one a dollar twenty five cost of acquisition of a fan is is going to cost me is, is excuse me i'm going to profit eighteen dollars and 75 cents damn per person that's great dude yeah no it's that's a, that's such a good way to look at it and i love anyone who has just like a different hustle like that because yeah. it's it's not a, it's not even different it's the it's same not, game it's, it's, it's the same a, game except yeah. i've elevated it i'm leveraging automation because yeah. you could go out to the park like jimmy was telling me he's like yo i go out to the park and i busk and i hustle and i mm-hmm. tell people the show is coming and that's cool you still got to do that keep that skill set sharp mm-hmm. but if i'm doing that when i feel like it energetically but i got my automation my advertising running for me all the time yeah right that is an easy solution to fill that place up no, yeah. He can maybe double the occupancy that night because you can get that you can get in front of that many more people for pennies on the dollar. No, yeah, that's I, I love that. So did you start getting like when you when did you kind of discover this? Recently to, in California was it something you were doing all the way back in Rhode Island or when Well like, yeah, back in the day it was old school. It was just Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess seventeen years combat, ago. Hand to hand combat. And then New York, you know, we would sell tickets on in Times Square. Yeah. Right? We would just be hustling. Yeah, but you had to do the OG barking. I did yeah. the OG barking. But then what happened for me was I was listening to podcasts like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I was I had JRE in my ears every yeah. day. And I was like, he's in LA. I'm like, I gotta go to LA. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. So so I got out of the military in 2012, went back yeah. to New York for a, a year and a half. I did a couple things. I got on TV a couple times, mm-hmm. got some residual checks. I was like, yo, this, this is never going to yeah. end. And then yeah. the winters come and New York goes, womp, womp, womp. That's a callback, by the way. To yeah, the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to, you had to be there. That's like a meta joke. But <laughs> New York just kind of slows down in the winter time. I was like, this ain't good for my for my hustle. Yeah. So then, this, uh, January twenty fourteen. Shout out to my boy Joe Prano, comedian out. For, he originally from New York, but he he booked me on some shows and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, you can come stay, stay on my couch until you you know get on your feet or whatever. Yeah. I was like, all right. So with three grand in my pocket, 
you know, I got in my car and drove west, young man, drove wow. west, right? And and I went out to LA and I just do okay, I got a new comedy. I know how to I know how to produce shows. Mm-hmm. I know how to um book private events and corporate events so I can make money that way. Yeah. Let me just see what I can put together. And still listening to podcasts. And when I first when I got to LA, I was here for like a couple months, and I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of gatekeepers. Yeah, it's a, bu- it's, it's a long line of comics because there's too many people." Yeah. So then what I did was I started applying for jobs up in San Francisco. Yeah. Because I I had performed there before, and I knew that comedy scene. Yeah, there's a good comedy. And I was scene thinking if I can get a nice tech job in sales and in marketing, I yeah. can understand the marketing more. I know I was like I, I'm. I, my undergrads accounting, business management with a focus in accounting, okay. and marketing was my favorite class, but I didn't know where the current, they weren't teaching social media marketing yeah. back in 1999 to 2004, when yeah. I was, Facebook and stuff just came out in 2000, you know, a little bit after, right when I graduated college, Facebook came out. So I was yeah. in the military when it first hit, so I wasn't that keen to it. Yeah. But when I went to go work in, in Silicon Valley, I worked at this cloud-based accounting firm, and I was making great money, but I was hating life because it was long hours, I'm like, I want time to process my joke idea so I can get out after this after work and go perform. But I started leaning into the marketing department and seeing what they were doing. Okay, content marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, advertising. I was like, oh, okay. And then when I was hitting the scene in San Fran, shout out to my man Rockman Blake. Yep. Uh, this dude is a black dude, went to Princeton, had a startup company wow. that got funded from Y Combinator. So this dude, that's a unicorn thing. I mean, yeah. right now that everybody talks diversity and stuff, but he got a, fun, a company f- funded in like 2012 um, in the startup realm for like a $1.2 million. Yeah, no, that's so impressive, right? yeah. But he loved comedy and he loved like storytelling. And so he was out there in the scene, hitting the scene. And what he started doing was he was doing like like singles themed comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And then he got sponsorship from OkCupid and, wow. and, and Match.com yeah. and those types of companies. So that's what he was doing. And so I, would, I did a couple of his shows and storytelling shows and we always liked each other. And then at some point his company went under because most startups fail. Yeah. But he took his knowledge of digital advertising and he applied it to his storytelling business because he realized, you know, comedy, everybody kind of is doing comedy. I need to differentiate myself, but also yeah. take the pressure off myself so it's not as hard. And he just went into the storytelling route. So he has this company he built called Story Party. Okay. And, and it's the first hour is one is like two or three storytellers that tell dating stories for yeah. the first hour. And then afterwards, they have a party. In the oh, menu. that's and really cool. Yeah. Out. Right, so Story Party is, is live, and, and basically what he did was just with Instagram advertising. Mm-hmm. And I gotta look through, I had I saved a screenshot of him like reporting on it. He did a tour of like 300 cities in 365 days Damn. around the world. Damn, dude. Only using Instagram ads to sell tickets to the events before he got there. Damn. Because in certain markets, it's not a high level of competition. Remember, yeah. the advertising is about bidding, it's about how many advertisers are trying to sell in that market. Yeah. And if there's low amounts, then the cost is down. Mm-hmm. So he was he was crushing it. And so I ne- that never got lost on me. And that's when I started to take my agency to the next level because I started advertising for different businesses and brands. And I was like, yeah. well, why can't I do it for myself? And then that's what I've been doing ever since. I started doing that in like 2015. Ah, oh, dude, I love that. Um, just because you're, you're, I, I don't get a lot of, you know, I have a lot of like newer comedians. Yeah. I don't get a lot of comedy vets yeah, on here. Yeah. Do you have any good bombing stories, like you may, or like a worst, yeah, a worst bombing. gig type thing? Just because you've been in it I've so been, long, I'm sure you've honest, had some nightmare stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 so hard because to think about bombing, mm-hmm. like. I remember there was one time I was in Harlem, where I'm from. I'm from Harlem. Yeah. But this is, I'm probably seven years in the game at this point. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes urban rooms, which is, urban is just code for black people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but. I'm sitting here like, wait, yeah. what is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's urban? But, but only, <laughs> but only, but there's a certain type of black people. So urban is like more of the ghetto black people, right? Yeah. That's what urban is code for. Yeah. Because black people who are upscale and. First of all, upscale black people, they really don't go to comedy clubs. They no. they like to go to the, the opera or the yeah. orchestra. You see what I mean? It's just a different... See some Bocelli yeah, instead just, of some big jokes. In, yeah, they're into, they're into different things. Yeah. But when you go to an urban room, if people perceive you as not being authentically black as they perceive black yeah. to be, then they give you a harder time. Mm-hmm. And it's the arms is crossed. And it's like, this nigga better be funny. <laughs> and it's like... 
I'm from there, so it's like, but they don't really know that, and and I don't necessarily sound the way that they sound. Yeah, and so I like people will try to be like, like hosts will like they'll be like, yo, yo, give it up for this next comic, you know. He, He's, he reminds me of Wayne Brady or some shit. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, what motherfucker? Like, yeah. like first of all, y'all don't know how how fucking badass Wayne Brady was. Like, yeah. when he was acting on that Chappelle skit, like that wasn't him acting. That yeah, was Wayne the, Brady will slap a bit. He'll yeah. slap a bit, but like that, he has that in him. But he knows how to portray himself as being much nicer. Yeah. So that so that white people will accept him and he yeah. can get work because he's also a darker skinned guy, mm-hmm. right? So if you're dark skinned and you're tall and you're black, it's not that people are actively thinking that they're afraid of you. Yeah. It's been ingrained in them that black people are safe and yeah. you know, they're criminals and so it's 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 propaganda. Yeah, right? no, no, totally. So I I remember one time I just had people, you know, they're not responding to the material that I would use in just normal general comedy club yeah. scenes with predominantly a white yeah. audiences. And so then I had to kind of get it I had to get grimy with it and get a little gully with it. And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, but still, you could be doing okay and motherfuckers are still talking at you. And yeah. people. And so it's like, I don't ever count anything as a, as a bomb because I've never been, first of all, I've never been booed off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I never will because y'all boo me. I'm not getting off. Especially if I'm getting paid to be there. Yeah. I am not leaving that stage until they pay me. And now, unless a gun comes out, then at that point, I got I to gotta leave because I'm not trying to give my daughter the $2 million life insurance policy just yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, um, she's gonna hire. She's gonna hear that and hire the gunman to be listen, in the crowd. Yeah. Listen, it's going into a trust, and so <laughs> you have to work for the foundation yeah, to get this yeah. money. But no, so I've had just tougher gigs. I'll tell you a recent one I did. Mm-hmm. It was over. It was at Drake University. I had okay. a gig where I had to perform with a mask on. Oh yeah, God, that's and, they, and that wasn't in the contract, and they didn't tell me before I came. See, I, like I had a dumb moment where for half a second I'm like. What kind of mask are you? <laughs> like I'm like, is it a Chucky mask? An MF Doom mask? Is it a mask? And then I was like, okay, it's talking about COVID. Mm-hmm. I arguably think if you had to wear like a president's bank robber mask, would have been better than wearing a COVID mask in that almost, situation. Almost yeah. right, but who? I mean, I don't carry. I don't really carry masks around. You yeah, know, as a black man, you don't want to have masks around unless it's COVID. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't want to have you know masks. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I don't understand, but I understand. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can yeah. understand as much yeah. as I can. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, uh, that sound, yeah, masks will do, because like uh, uh, facial expressions are such an important part of it's everything. comedy. Yeah. Like I'm still, like a, a funny thing that I've had to learn is I've gra- if I've, as I've graduated from, you know, bar shows and these outdoor shows to actual, and I'm getting at actual venues, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that if I have a hat on and that spotlight's on because yeah. I'm so tall, you can't see my face. Can't see your face. So I got to start doing the hat backwards because I was like, yep. I'm not doing well. And people are like, dude, no one can see you. Like yeah. you're just a strange figure. So yeah, yeah, I can't imagine just a mask trying to like give them eyebrow, silly yeah. eyebrow looks to yeah. make them laugh. Yeah. yeah. Did the crowd have to wear masks? The crowd did too. Yeah. Everybody, oh, everybody that's did. rough. It was, that, it was, it was weird. It was rough. It where was, is Drake University? It's in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa's yeah. rocking like that. I would thought they would have been thought like, they, I thought it you're was, not allowed to wear I thought a mask. it was right. I thought yeah. it was red state. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's good. But they actually, they actually split. They actually go back and forth. Like, it is a college I, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a college. Yeah. I was like, you pussies. Yeah. I'm like, but I, I'm like, I'll, now, I mean, I'm glad we're coming out of it. The mask mandates mm-hmm. are lifting, but I'm never doing a gig where someone's like, you got to wear a mask. No. For, for any reason. Like, now I'll take that back. Three to five grand, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's money we'll buy. Any, yeah. But 2,500? No oh, way. Yeah, that yeah. was, it, I felt, I felt like a whore. <laughs> I was like, this is not, I'm whoring myself right now. I don't, yeah. be, I don't even believe in this. Like, I wear the mask on the plane because I have to because yeah. they'll try to arrest you if you don't. Yeah. But, Anywhere else, I make people have to ask me to put it on because I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Well, that was the funny thing because I moved here. I moved to Texas from California in Mm -hmm. June. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, I'm wearing masks when I'm leaving and I get there and we pulled into a gas station like right when we got into Texas and I walked in with a mask and it was packed. No one had a mask. (laughs) And the way that they fucking looked at me, dog, they were just like, you're not from here. And I was like, hey, that moment, I'm sorry. In that moment, that was probably the closest thing that you would ever feel to being a nigger in your life. <laughs> I'm yeah. you, like in that moment, 
Like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, that's what black people feel like. I can't remember. When yeah. you walk into a place that's all white and they're not yeah. expecting your kind. Yeah. You, you were the mask kind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm the brown kind. I understand the struggle yeah. now. I'm going to start yeah. going around telling people. Yeah, work on that bit, but you know, try not to, don't use the full word. Use no, a, yeah, no. That's yeah. the closest I'll be to an N word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It might work. It's a risky, yeah. but it might work. That's so fun. No, because that's what it was like because it was literally, I was like, like they were like angry and like it was like I moved one strap and they were like, okay. And then I took off the other one and they are like, all right, all you're right. okay for now, but we're <laughs> fucking watching you. Yeah, I got, we got our eyes on you, yeah, buddy. It made, me, it made me think of the scene in uh, in Rush Hour when they go into the, into the, or no, it's not Rush Hour. What, uh, Shanghai Noon. Okay. When they go, it's, that's Jackie Chan and uh, I think it's Owen Wilson or okay. it's, it's like a, and like it's like a cowboy movie, and then Jackie yeah. Chan's in it, and he walks yeah. into like a bar, and he kicks open the saloon, and the whole saloon's like, <sighs> yeah, like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And so yeah, it's uh, the mask thing's weird because even today I went to dude before this, Fogo to Chow downtown was doing free food. I just went and ate. It was a, a an event sponsored by the University of Arizona, okay. and they had like you know like. It was like a speaker and it made water bounce. Like this is like the erosion layers. And they had some stuff, but it was at Fogo de Chao. You didn't need a you didn't need a badge or a wristband. Just walked in and I just sat by the entrance of the of the uh, uh, the kitchen and they would just come out and I ate forty pieces of meat. Like I'm like <laughs> like I'm getting nauseous yeah, from the amount of meat amazing. I ate. But like the weirdest part was when we got there, they were like, you need to wear a mask. And I was like, oh, I, yeah. I don't have one. Like I thought COVID was like done yeah. and they gave us some, but then. The entire time, my mask just smelled like shrimp and steak, and yeah. I didn't even have it up like ninety yeah, percent of the time. But when they would make me put it up, I'm like, "This is the grossest smelling yeah, mask uh, I've ever had." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm on an airplane. I forget. I w it wasn't on the way to Austin. It was uh, where was I right before? I have so much travel. It's yeah. crazy. Like it, like you forget where you're coming and going. It's just blending. Yeah, but I look forward dude, to those days. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this dude, this black dude, who's a little fairy kind of dude. <laughs> Um, you know, he had just gave me some soda yeah. and some, you know, some pretzels or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I took my mask off. I ate a pretzel. I drank some. I put my cup down and he tapped me on the shoulder. As soon as I uh. put my cup down, I was like, I was like, yeah. He goes, your mask, you have to put it back on. And I'm like, I just, he goes, and then he points, he just pointed to the napkin, read the napkin. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, but I kept cool. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Put it on, waited for him to go two seats prior, and I was like, <laughs> off with the mask. Like, you are you serious, bro? It's... You got in between bites and shoes. Yeah, you're, you're not fooling anybody. Yeah, this is all a control game. Yeah, this is all to test people to see what they can get away with, mm -hmm. and I'm not falling for it. Well, yeah, because it is wild. Because it's like, like. Because I think it's one of those things where obviously like COVID is such a divided issue of whether like how seriously you take it, how not. I think any side can agree that it's hilarious that you can take your mask down to eat, but not to just chill. And it's like, because like, okay, like even if it's like, okay, if I'm going to continuously eat, like let's say I have a cheeseburger and yep. fries, it's going to take me five to 10 minutes to eat that. Dude, in five to ten minutes, COVID can spread out of all it takes is one uh, one like breathe while I'm yeah. eating. So how one does breathe mean one breath? One breath. Yeah. All right. Fine. Dude, words are hard sometimes, okay? <laughs> I have a college degree too, I swear. <laughs> this is one breathe. Yeah. When you want you one breathe. One one breathe. Sir, can I have one breathe, please? <laughs> That's what a sociology yeah. degree gets yeah. you, dog. Is that right there? <laughs> mm. But yeah, it can totally spread. But literally, um, but that's if it was really that severe. Like, yeah. people have clearly been on planes with COVID, and, bro. And, and some people get it, some people yeah. don't for various reasons. Health is all individualized. Mm -hmm. Dude, but to think, but listen, you when you breathe through a mask, listen, this is the science. Yeah. The the breath, the breath, <laughs> the breath, <laughs> the breathe molecule. Yeah, the breathe molecule. The breath molecule <laughs> is about. 20 microns. Yeah. Do you know how small the virus molecule is? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what a micron is. So. A, mi a micron is... I don't know what the word breath is, dude. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> so, so a micron is the size of the particle. Oh, shit. Okay, that, yeah. That That's comes mass. out yeah. when you breathe. We can't breathe, even see it, yeah. Right? So, but, but if you can breathe through a mask, that means the mask is not stopping microns that are 20 
yeah. microns big. Yeah, I guess that's so true. So if the virus micron is one micron big, do you think the mask is stopping that? No. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's the science, folks. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's so bizarre how people they but in their minds, by you having on a mask, you're you're self-identifying as a supporter of the cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? The mask is almost like the modern day Jewish star. You know what I mean? A little bit. It's yeah. like you have it on, and it's like you see no one has one on, and one person walks in, and it's like okay, there's a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But it's like it's weird. Yeah. No. No. It's it's well, especially yeah, because it got so politicized because it's like here's my thing dude like if it, my whole stance all the time was like okay like my, my mom works in a hospital so i just mm -hmm. took her advice like she was like hey where and by the way i have nothing against jews i have <laughs> lots of jewish friends dated jewish women yeah hail to the jewish people <laughs> shabbat shalom uh, no no but like so i just like you know i just kind of was like whatever like i'll do what you know she suggests but i never understood where if like Dude, like, dude, you're a dope dude. You're funny. You're hilarious. Like, we, we have similar thoughts and wavelengths and all that. But wouldn't it be so psycho that if you were like, I don't like to wear masks. So I was like, you know what, dude? Cut the podcast. You're yeah. a fucking piece of shit. Get out of my yeah, apartment. Yeah, yeah. I hate you. You'd be like, what, dude? Like, that doesn't... Yeah. It's why I, uh, I like, really, really cared about politics for a while. And then, mm. like... We had, you know, the change in presidents and like nothing really changed and no promises were kept. And I started to realize where I was just like, I don't care about politics because I don't my like say doesn't do shit. And also, it's so crazy to me that like I, I look, I understand that maybe if it's very serious issues, like certain rights that people that if that's the dividing issue of someone, mm -hmm. sure. But to just hate someone because they check a box red or blue is stupid it's so dumb and and, and and speaking of that my mentor mm -hmm. of nearly 25 years told me that if i voted for trump that he would never want to talk to me again that's and yeah. and i'm like this is me you're talking about yeah and so when voting time came i never, i didn't reach out to him to tell him who i voted for yeah and just we didn't talk for almost a year mm -hmm. and then he randomly showed up at my house one day because he he's from new york but he but he, uh, his daughter, one of his daughters, got accepted. They both, one of his daughters went to UCLA. Okay, yeah. And then she also got into um, USC Film School. Wow, that's so she's, wow. right. Yeah. So, she, so he was in town visiting, and he just randomly showed up at my door. He didn't call me, he didn't text me, he just mm -hmm. showed up. He was like, hey, and he was, like, he looked all guilty in the face and everything. Yeah. Here we go on this walk. He's Jewish, by the way. Um, <laughs> I have a Jewish friend, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go for this walk, and we spend 30, 40 minutes catching up. And then at the end of it, he was like, so good seeing you i was like cool he's like uh so you're gonna tell me uh who you voted for let it go dude and i was like nope yeah because if that matters if everything that we oh, the 20 he coached me in high school in basketball yeah he was a teacher if if, if if our entire history can be erased by who i choose to vote for because i think that they their interests are the best for me at that moment in time mm -hmm. could erase all of our history then I, I dare say that we didn't have a history that really mattered much. Exactly. Well, I think that happens a lot too today with cancel culture where maybe someone digs up like an insensitive tweet or post. Or, or like something. this podcast. Someone's going to dig yeah. up my podcast. <laughs> They're going to cut just the one segment. Yeah. And like, this Jews, like this I hate them. Yeah, They're going to move it out of order. <laughs> yeah. Now I just said it. I'm part of it. Yeah, part of it. <laughs> cut that part out. Yeah, get it out. Get it out. Oh. <laughs> and so like that so, – so like yeah, because people – you see it all the time where, where, you know, they dig up an old tweet and then that person's deemed bad. And it's not sure. I, I'm not taking away that maybe they didn't say something out of touch, out of color, but that doesn't make someone a bad person. People just aren't educated. It just makes, on them, a, certain, it just makes them a person. Like we're it, all, no one's, we're, perfect. no one's perfect. Yeah. And everyone is entitled to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like I heard, I heard this guy, I don't even know his name, but there was this this uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, no psychiatrist. Yeah, he was like a chief of like a department, and he tweeted something about a black woman who was very attractive. And he goes, he's like, say what you want, but you know whether she's a whether whether she's a freak show or just stunningly beautiful, I'm 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 glad that she exists so that I can enjoy her beauty or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took freak show out of con out of context. Yeah, they made it. 
like, oh, you're calling her a freak because she's black. And yeah. Then, and that's not what he no, meant. No, yeah, dude. <laughs> but he literally resigned from his job because of it. And it's that's like, terrible. That's crazy. Like, he just was giving her a, a really strange compliment. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, mean, it's a little weird, it's a little sure, weird, but, but it's not, yeah. It's a fireable <laughs> offense. Yeah. But that's why I think you have to build a life that is not cancelable. Mm-hmm. Meaning... You have to generate income in a way that you are the decider of your fate on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis. Because if someone else is hovering over you like a like a damn holding like a damn dog cookie out for you, and you got to jump and bite to eat it, yeah. at some point they're gonna hold it up too high, yeah. and you can't reach that. Yeah, you can't reach that that's that that you know perfect status. Nobody mm-hmm. can. So stop trying to p- pursue it. No, exactly. I I couldn't agree with you more. I. Uh... Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great way to look at it. And yeah, times are just time. There's like, it's weird times. Obviously, that's almost a cliche mm-hmm. to say now, but it's just, yeah. I uh, I want to move into one of the segments real quick right now. No, no it's problem. called the uh, the Dumbass of the Week, brought to you by Red Foreman. Dumbass. Dumbasses. Dumbass. 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 Dumbass of the Week this week. I want to talk about this because you are... From you know you've been living in LA, so you yep. know good Mexican food. I do. I've been driving Uber Eats out here, making okay. some side money, and um, dude, the prices of Mexican food are insane out here. I have picked up from two different food trucks that have four dollar street tacos. Okay, you know like the ones that we yeah. get for like seventy six cents yeah. normally or a dollar, dude. 450 they have i picked up a place a breakfast burrito a carne asada breakfast burrito was 15 dollars from this restaurant they had like the prices and everything out here is crazy and i can't it bothers me because i literally cannot find a dollar taco joint out here like they do not exist i was spoiled is, is, in California. is it because Texans work really hard to keep illegal Mexicans out. That's honestly probably <laughs> why. Yeah. It's yeah. because Ginger and Joseph are serving me the there tacos. You go. Yeah, you, <laughs> we're paying them fair wages. These yeah. are fair wage tacos here in Texas. That's but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah. This is what happens when inflammation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> inflammation or inflation? Damn, yeah, dude. No, I like I'm that, fucking, but that's uh, funny. Inflammation. Inflammation. Inflammation Damn, of wages. I don't like how much you're catching how bad my, my speech <laughs> no, is today. No, but remember, I'm a, I'm a speech coach, and so words, yeah. words matter. No, you know they I mean? do. Unless it's the N-word, then it doesn't matter. Not to me, <laughs> yeah. anyway. But yeah. but I, I, I just think it's funny when I'm like, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ways for you to capture your natural ability to mess up words. Yeah. You need to keep that. Cause I like, cause I do it on. The problem is, is I do it on purpose to words. It like, like, uh, is it, is it? How do you say what's a macroon? Are they macroons? That's that's something it's only white macaron, people. Macaron, right? Is what, <laughs> macaroons. I, like I call that. it macaroons on purpose, and I can't figure out the real way to say it it's now. Ma- it's ma- macaroons. Yeah. Okay. See, I because I called it wrong on purpose macaroons for so is long. Funny. There's no real way for me to say it. Macaroons and I do is that funny. with words. Macaroons is funny, even yeah. though I think some people might think you're talking about a, a person. Like, yeah. Macaroons. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. My dude. mother. My mother says uh, says salmon. Salmon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Dude, words like that are fun. And I'm fun. like, ma, it's salmon. Yeah, salmon. No <laughs> salmon. <laughs> well, there's also there's also the the white dad version of saying like like quesadilla and oh, shit yeah, like quesadilla. that. So you got to find the balance. I don't want to become yeah, yeah. a suburban dad. Yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my future, but yeah, it's not yeah. where I where I want to potentially. End up unless yeah. you unless you get with a black girl, then maybe yeah. <laughs> then you'll be an urban dad. Yeah, yeah, an urban dad. <laughs> <laughs> we learn words today. We learned inflation, urban dad. Yeah. No, no. You, well, urban. Well, you, we learned inflammation. Inflammation. Inf- inflammation of the breath, wages. Breath. <laughs> and urban. We're, yep. we're we're learning yeah. out here, dude. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is is um, so I played Division One football, and okay. when I was being recruited, were you a I, tight end or a wideout? I was a defensive end. I was fifty pounds heavier oh, than I yeah. am now, Holy so I'm like a hun- 195, 200 pounds. I was two fifty when I played. Oh, yeah, so, and that's pretty light, but that was you were yeah, a quick one. Yeah, you exactly. Were like a Jason yeah. Taylor, stand type. up, defense, yeah. like drop into coverage type Got thing it. a lot. So yeah, so I had to be. I was heavier. I yeah. had, I just got rid of the weight yeah. after football. I was like, I don't want to become a fat yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, no. But I got recruited by FAMU. Was oh, one of the schools that recruited me. Yeah, <laughs> urban school. My goofy <laughs> white ass. Here's the coolest part, and I and I hope he's. I don't want to get him in trouble, but the head coach of the university messages me. He goes, Hey, man, I really liked your uh, 
Well, I want to call it a tape, but I don't. Your demo I'm tape. My, your highlight reel. My highlight reel. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. 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 So he's the comedy now. Yeah, like yeah, sent yeah. him my EPK. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he um. He was like, well, you know, enjoyed it. Have you heard of FAMU? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's an HBCU, historically black. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's like, is that a problem? I was like, no, I don't care. And he was like, listen, son, if we have you come here, you're going to meet a black woman. She's going to change your ah! life, son. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> he's so true. What and a you wild, been, yeah. You would have been, because you would have stood out. I mean, yeah. every other dude was black. Like, and it was probably would have been like, you would have been the minority of the yeah. school. And, and I'm not and just. You're, and you're a football player. So yeah. it's like, oh, he might go pro. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> and I'm not, like, I'm not just white. I am pale. pale. Like, I am, I'm, I'm light-skinned white. I am as pale white as it can get. So I would, like you said, I'm not just a white guy there. I'm they, a yo, six foot three pale white guy so so i have a movie we should write together it yeah. been, it's like the opposite of the blind side yeah <laughs> it's gonna be called the pale side yeah and it's literally about a white guy who's going to, to a black college yeah and basically you know he's got to live up to the hype of being oh. the first person from the school to go pro bro you know how funny that could be that, just uh putting like dude putting him like i'm like i want to join a frat and so i joined like the q dog yeah and exactly like, have my white ass trying yeah. to learn how to stomp exactly and do all that. exactly yeah, that, you could that would be so that funny be just so because funny. like because you could just make fun of how white people are so sometimes it's, awkward yeah, around different cultures yeah. like trying to fit oh that could that, be that that's a hilarious funny. idea that's dude. Hilarious that'd idea. be a great idea yeah yeah i couldn't when he said that to me it made me laugh so hard because yeah. i was just like that's a hilarious thing to just say to but, like a recruit. No, but think about it. You don't think the the, the white coaches call the black players and oh, say, yeah. "Listen, we got some snow we got some snow bunnies here that will change your whole yeah, life." You're gonna be like, a southern broad, cause, yeah. Because some of these guys go to they they grow up in places where they're only around black people mm -hmm. their whole life. Yeah, and then it's like you're gonna go to this D one school and now you're, you're gonna be the yeah. minority, but you see a bunch of white people. It, that's a that's culture shock for a lot of people. No, totally, I, I, totally. I mean, I grew up in New York City is diverse, but I went to college in Alabama. I went to Auburn University. Oh yeah, and it was like I'm six foot one at the time. I was like 190, 195 mm -hmm. pounds. Everybody thought I was a wideout, so they were yeah. like, "Hey, you playing on the team?" I'm yeah. like, "No, I'm here. For, I'm here for academics, <laughs> <Yeah>. sir." Like, <laughs> they're like, "What?" Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because that. Yeah. That. That's the thing is. Is even. Um, it was very weird for me because I went to Murray State, which is in the middle of. That's where uh, John ja Moran. I went to school with John ja Moran. Ah, he used to come nice. like, dude. When he would go to parties, like it was like a celebrity so, walk. Come it was on, fucking ja. crazy, dude. He ja. was so it was so cool seeing He's him. He's a beast. Um, but that was even weird because I remember like I would, you know, Kentucky. I'm from California. Uh -huh. and, you know, I grew up in a very like white town with white people, but you're not. It's not the same as growing up in like you know the sticks or yeah. some random places. Yeah. And, it was very wild as I would roll around with a football team that was predominantly black to see like firsthand just genuine racism. And the problem too yeah. is like we're talking about, I'm very pale. So other white people would, think you would, would come up and be like, yeah, say some out of pocket shit. I'm like, I don't know what you're, what do you yeah. mean, bro? Like yeah. I remember one time the baseball team kicked out all of us the football team because they said we made the party too dark like that was the they came with like hey bro you're making the party too dark in here and i was like wow what, what? are we in oh. 1812 right now what wow. the fuck and, the, and it was weird but but really that's code for we don't want to we don't want to compete for women yeah with with these fucking yeah. superb athletes all around yeah, us. Ex exactly. what, what else could it be if you're not intimidated if you're man if you're equal if you're equal to a man to man then because the thing is, is first of all, black men are oftentimes more outgoing yeah. when it comes to talking. Oh, to totally, women. totally. White yeah. guys sit back and just expect women to walk up. Yeah, to we them, lean on the wall, right? and head bob. Whereas and black yeah. guys be pulling up, like, "Hey, how you doing, girl? Yeah. Hey, let me go ahead and get you something to drink over yeah. here. You know what I mean? It's, Rock yeah. your world or whatever. Yeah. And, then, and then they don't want to compete with that. So, in other words, the reason why racism still exists is because white men are lazy and don't want to compete on equal playing fields because it probably won't be that it won't be that competitive. You'll have to step your game up. Yeah. No, it it was, and I think the one of the, the the wildest part of that interaction for me as someone who's just grown up so like sheltered was, mm -hmm. is obviously like I was mad because these are these are my brothers, like yeah. like these are my boys, like yeah. we grind together. So like I like was like I cannot believe yeah. this, and like me and like the few other white dudes were like, are we gonna like fuck these dudes up? Yeah. And they were just all the black dudes were like, nah, dude, yeah. like it's not worth it because like it's not if we fight it. them, like they might have guns, like. 
that the cops are never going to take our side. Like, they're like, we're not wanted here. Like, let's go somewhere we're wanted. And I was mm. like, bro, that's crazy that, like, y'all have experienced this enough. Y'all, I like he call us y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I lived in Kentucky no, no, for two no, years, no, no, and no, here like, I say y'all, no, dude. But, but, no, but even when you say y'all, it's like, it's almost like you people. It's like, <laughs> it's like y'all, it's like, just yeah. y'all. No, but I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like developing thick skin is probably the best thing to happen for you in your life. Yeah, no, totally. Because, because you're always going to have some, uh, you're always going to have someone who's hating on you for some reason. Yeah. And if you let the hate infiltrate your mindset, it's going to keep you from getting to your goals because it's distraction. Yeah, you can't let them dictate. If, you, if you're a tough skin, you don't let other dictate other people dictate your mood and feelings. Exactly. Because there's nothing... You're, you're in control of your emotions at all times. Exactly. So if somebody's like, hey, we don't want your kind here. Like, hey, no problem. I'll see your girls when they're on their way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, then you, just, you, just, you just bounce. You just roll. But I don't want to be anywhere where I'm tolerated. Yeah. I'm going to go where I'm celebrated and appreciated. Yeah. And, and, if I, and if there is no place, then I will make that place. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, because it's like, uh, like, like me being white and you being black should be like a like a cool thing in a concept that it's like I'm like, hey, here's some like white people shit, and you're like, yeah, here's some black people yeah. shit, and like, and, but and, I probably know more white people shit than you do. Because yeah, yeah. I've, I've been on this earth for almost twice as long. Yeah, exactly. And I've experienced a lot of things that people will perceive as being white. The reality is, is that it's all everybody has different interests based mm -hmm. on their cultural upbringing, but also yeah. the choices that they make, mm -hmm. and. We're actually way more alike than we are different because yeah. we're Americans, dude. We're and we're stand-up comedians, yeah, like and we're stand-up comedians. Like we're different. We're we're different from almost everybody. We're else. not a black and a white dude. That's not what defines yeah. us. And it's it, so it's it's more than that. And so that's why it's always weird when someone's like, "I'm not gonna like him because he's black. I'm not gonna like him because he's Asian. I'm not gonna like, like him because he's white." Like, how do you know? Like, yeah, like well, he could be he could be the coolest Asian white black dude you've you ever met. Like yeah, and like they say, the darker the berry, the sweeter the, the juice. juice. <laughs> you, know what I'm you know what I mean? Like you just never know. And yeah. it's like, and don't get me wrong, like. <laughs> Like, like I, I love all women, and but I live in America. It's mostly white women. Yeah. And so it's like that tends to be what I lean towards. I met this beautiful black woman last night yeah. at the club. Yeah. I might connect with her when we get back to L.A. Yeah. Who knows? But I'll tell you what. When you have a nine-to-one ratio of options yeah. of any kind, the overwhelming option is what you're going to more easily walk into because it's easily accessible. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? No, yeah, I totally get you. And then it, and then when you have crossover appeal, ching ching. <laughs> yeah, crossover appeal, then you you spread even more cuz I mean there's a lot of black people who are like, "I only date black people." And it's like, "That's cool. You yeah. do whatever you want." But I like to have all I'm trying the to fuck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to just, bang, yeah. bro. <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't like, care. Like, I, but I'm I'm about it's really for me about the variety. It's about the personality, the uh, sense of humor, the mm -hmm. sensibilities, what they're about. You know, it's about principles. You know, it's it's the context of the the what is it? Martin Luther King said it's about the con the contents of someone's character. Yeah. Not this their skin because there's a lot of people who will look exactly like you and mm -hmm. will do you dirty. Oh yeah. Oh totally. You know I mean? Totally. But yeah. who's gonna really have your back? Mm -hmm. I was talking to a chick uh, recently, and I, and I knew it was casual. She lived in Vegas, but we were talking for a couple months, and she um. She kind of was ghosting me for a couple of weeks, and I was yeah. like, hey, "What's going on?" She's like, "I don't know what to, I don't know how to tell you, but you know, I was I was drunk, really drunk the other night, and I was hanging out with my best friend, who's a dude, and I slept with him, and I got pregnant." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah." And like, and what, so what, what, what are you planning on doing? Like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thanks for appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Um, it didn't change how I felt about it because I didn't have any expectations of it. And the reality yeah. was I saw how you were living. You living fast and loose and you're in Vegas. So, yeah. shit, what happens there stays there. Like, yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. You know, but but that was a white girl. Mm -hmm. um, I know black girls that have done similar things. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter who, who the, what the, the color of the skin doesn't dictate what's the contents of their character. Yeah, How exactly. are they going to show up? How are they going to respect whatever you're trying to do with each other? Yeah. That's what matters most. No, 100%. You know? Uh, dude, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. This has been a blast. I, this I, uh, went by quick. This went by fast. No, yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, if I like looked down at the thing and I was like, oh, damn, we're getting close to an hour already. Mm -hmm. We uh, I always wrap it up with a few would you rather. So I got some yeah. would you rathers here for you. This one, 
would that would be a good one for you because you said you you played basketball, correct? Yeah, basketball. So would you rather uh, act in a supporting role along your favorite actor or actress, or play alongside your favorite sports person? So obviously, if you know your favorite sports person is someone who's retired, like somehow you get to play along yeah, with yeah. them in the. I mean, that's a great question. And because I understand the power of marketing, yeah. from a business standpoint, I would rather act alongside because then that's content that I can reuse and post yeah. and get. But if I'm playing alongside somebody, it's like, what is it? We're the only ones there? If it's just yeah. me and LeBron? Yeah. Like, cool, LeBron. But if they didn't, if they didn't capture it, it didn't happen. <laughs> No, exactly. Well, and that, that's my thought too. Is is like I acting that, like you said, it's cool. It's you're more noticeable. I also, I don't want to go get more brain damage, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've already got my fair share of yeah. concussions. I don't need to yeah, go. You don't need any. Like it would be sick to play alongside Von Miller, but like <laughs> I don't need to wake up and like forget my kids' names at forty five. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be driving on the other side of freeways and shit like that. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one, too. I get these from Reddit, and yeah. 156 people voted, and 124 said act. So I yep. think I think it's just as cool as sports was, I don't want – like, I did the physical shit. I already I, That was already a fun part in my life. Yeah. I don't want to get – you know what, dude? I'm, I hope I never get tackled ever again ever, in my life. No. If There's you, no reason. If you get tackled now, you've done something horribly yeah. wrong. Or you were hanging out with your old black football players yeah. and they did something wrong and you're going down for the crime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah, there's no I'm either getting arrested or I'm now in a fight. Yeah. Like it's not with good. someone who's trained in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably just tap out at this point. You win, we're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Take my wallet, I'll yeah, get a new exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. I'm I'm with you. I'm going with the act. Okay, so um this one was I thought was an interesting psychological one. Would you rather be a murderer but never get suspected, or be innocent but everyone thinks you're a murderer? So Ooh. like, no, no, that, I, I, you don't yeah. got to explain it. I understand that very clearly. Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably be a murderer. Yeah. Who, who who never gets suspected, and in particular, I would want to kill child molesters and and people who rape some Dexter women. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dexter. Okay, I like I'll be that, a Dexter. Yeah. I'll be a Dexter type murderer. That's good. Yeah. Cuz the murderer cuz here here's here's cuz I like I take the I always take these would you rather's very seriously yeah. cuz I've been doing them for 102 episodes. Okay. So like my thought too is the psychological standpoint is sadly we care more about what people think about us than what we really think about ourselves. So sure, holding the conscience of you murdering someone I'm sure sucks, but I'd rather get invited to things and go get to do things and have friends and family yep. that care about me than everyone being like, don't invite Brandon, he's a murderer. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I swear yeah. I didn't kill yeah. him. Like, yeah. And they're like, sure, dude, he's a fucking, like, it's, it'd be, yeah. that'd be way worse. It is, perception becomes reality. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, I'm gonna go with you, be the murderer. Let's see, 124 people voted. 101 said be a murderer. So again, yeah. we're with the majority, because yeah. I, yeah, dude, just, it's like, uh, there was the, uh, Jimmy actually asked this when he was on here, so I'll ask you, he said, would you rather fuck a goat and no one knows you fucked a goat or not fuck a goat and have everyone think you fucked a goat? I definitely would have, with, with that, I would, would want people to think that I fucked a goat. That not, was because I think that that's actually funny. No, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then I can just and I and then I can just tell people that I'm the the greatest of all time. Yeah, the, fucking, <laughs> fucking goats. The best the, the best answer <laughs> I heard uh, was from another. I don't know if you met Seth. He was the the bearded dude. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he. The one that was raging. When yeah, the rager on stage. Yeah, the yeller guy. Yeah, he uh, he. I heard him get asked this question, and his response was. Why would I fuck a goat if I can't tell the boys about it? Uh, and I was like, that's, that's a fucking, funny. that's a good funny that's white boy funny, answer. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. We got one more and then we'll wrap it up. I'll let you plug all your stuff, yeah. promote any shows you got coming up. Um, all right. Which convenience would you rather have? So this one is there's four choices. Would you rather never have allergies again? Always put your socks on correctly so they're never fucked up. You never put that on. Never get rocks in your shoes or never have to go to the bathroom right as you get comfortable. Oh, wow. I feel like I'm getting rid of the sock thing is I'm not picking that one. It's it's not that I wouldn't appreciate that. But the other ones, I think, are significantly better. More, yeah. You know what? I mean, I, I would rather never get allergies. Again. Do you have bad allergies? Not bad. But yeah. Once in a while, I get the sneeze. The Santa Ana winds get crazy, too, in, in, in Orange County, yeah. L.A. Or, yeah. But I would say that because... <laughs> Because nowadays people think you might have COVID when you when your allergies do attack. Yeah, people th they look at you like you might have COVID. So I think if I can get rid of that, you know that makes um, 
my Negro status a lot more acceptable <laughs> in public places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever seen that? Uh, the, I think it was a Theo Vaughn tweet that he said. He said coughing in public is the new N word. Yeah. Because like, yeah. people, because there was a point where like right there where I literally like I coughed because yeah, no, like my oh. throat hurts from like talking yeah. for an hour. So I coughed and then there's someone who's definitely like he has COVID. So I wouldn't recommend. I'm gonna recommend some uh, throat lozenges for you. Oh hell yeah! Some honey and tea, especially if you're yeah. gonna, when you're, before you podcast. Yeah. To lubricate your throat, pause, <laughs> so, so, so that you don't get that scratchy feel. Because yeah. like I can literally can talk for two three hours with just you know just some water. Yeah. But you have to build up the muscles in your throat. To yeah, no. To, I mean, to be able to get to that three hour status like Joe Rogan does. Oh yeah, no, I couldn't imagine that, especially <laughs> like because I'm getting on more shows now, so it's like performing. You know, hang after yelling at a bar, come do this. All of a sudden, I'm like, damn, like my voice is a little fucking tired. But, for but that's why they have the green room because if you're going to be talking after, you want to be someplace in a more chill yeah, environment. Exactly. So you're not, you can bring your voice down and, you know, what I mean? kind of for the ladies. For the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth ASMR yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, dude, I think I'm with you. I honestly, though, I think because I don't get crazy allergies, I'm going to go with the never have to go to the bathroom when you get comfortable because i swear that happens to me so much and i'm such a i'm a hypersensitive sleeper like i need yeah it dark i need it quiet and i need and i'm one of those people that if i lay down and like i feel like i gotta piss i won't be able to fall asleep because it's all i could think about and, and how old are you right now 24 24 yeah so when you hit my age it's man yeah it's, you gotta, you, your control just is all over the place. Oh, it's yeah. Like that's going to stress me out too yeah. much. So I'm going to yeah. go with that one. Let's yeah. see what the, we got. This one has 2.4K votes. So okay. a more popular one. Uh, 1.3 said never go to the bathroom. 900 said never have allergies again. 143 said no rocks. And only 23 people said the sock thing. So yeah. there was either very niche or they're yeah. trolling and picked that. The, that, that was, a, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, that sock thing. I think when you get to a certain age, you you pretty have you, you should have a pretty good understanding on how socks work. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and you know when you're younger, you can kind of put it on, and it's like how how does this turn in my shoe yeah. like this? But at a certain age, if you have a a man foot, if you if your foot is really <laughs> yeah, designed yeah. like, a, but if you have a feminine foot, yeah, as a man, then maybe the sock is maybe the, yeah, the, because then the sock treats you like a woman would treat you. Always changing her mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That yeah. was fucking funny. Yeah. You got me right there. Yeah, dude, because now that you think about it, that is that is a terrible choice. You have a wish, and that's what you're going to choose. Because all of a sudden, I was like, when is the last time I put a sock on wrong? It could only be if I was like on one foot in a hurry in a putting hurry. one on. But, but like otherwise... But like, but if you if you're having the rush, if if you're rushing and socks is the item that you have to literally like completely not focus on, yeah, you've got bigger problems in life. You like, probably, I mean, if the cops are chasing you, you leave without the socks. It, yeah, dude. If you're putting, if you're struggling to put socks on, you probably say words like breath and inflammation <laughs> instead. No, breathe, yeah. breathe, breathe. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This is a blast. This is a fun fucking podcast. Appreciate it, man. I'm glad yeah. you're able to get on while you got out here. Absolutely. I'll, uh, when I'm back in LA, I'll have to hit you up. We'll have oh, to link yeah, up no, again that's definitely that. up. Yeah. You have to do my podcast. Too. No, hell yeah, dude. I'd love to. Um, I want to give you a second to plug all your yeah. stuff, anything you got going on. This will For be sure. out on this Wednesday, March. What? Today's the 12th, so 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. Yeah. yeah, the 16th. So, speaking of the 16th, I'll be in Mashland, Ohio at, yep. at Crackpots comedy club hosting for the world series of comedy Ooh. so all of you comedians out there who might listen to this podcast the world series of comedy.com go check that out it's a festival that's been running for 12 years Damn. um they, we do uh we do 13 stops so 12 clubs around the country with the finals happening in vegas it's a great opportunity to partake in this festival basically we have 40 comics at each location you get a chance to be seen by the club the bookers other Damn. bookers in that area if you do great you get booked you get feature work and then you get to go to all of these 12 spots, network with other comedians. There's a there's actually a convention that happens in Vegas where you network, you get, you, get, you get coaching, you get tips, you get tags. You get all of these things to help you understand the business of comedy. And remember, we're in show business, emphasis on the word business, not yeah. the word show. So if you can get the business aspects together, sometimes you don't even really gotta be that funny, but you, you, you'll be invited back to places. You'll be, you'll be, people will wanna take you on the road with them because you can help increase the revenue of the operation. Besides that, 
Um, I am Jamar.com is my website. I am Jamar, J A M A R. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamar J. And I am known as the Entrepreneurian Man. So for me, marketing, business, I help comedians build their list and go from the algorithm to the inbox so that you can control your, your audience, your relationships, and build a successful business with different brands and opportunities. It's endless out here. There's so much money to be made. And humor is at a premium because it's a skill that's very hard and most people don't have the wherewithal to do the necessary work, to go through the crucible of life yeah. to get good at comedy. So when you can get good at comedy, there's so many opportunities to write, uh, create, and perform, and connecting all of that with brands, this is the best time to be alive, especially in the Web3 space. Yeah, um, I'm about to bring comedy to the metaverse. So keep yeah. keep up with me. Stay up with me if you're interested in any of that. At Jamar J on Twitter and Instagram. And it was a pleasure kicking in with you, Brandon. Nah, Appreciate dude, it was, it was Let's it was go, a, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a let's go, Brandon flag that was given to me as like a gift. And like, and I wore it. One time I wore it on stage as like a cake because I was nice. just like, yeah, it's, it's funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, thank you so much. This was a blast. I appreciate all the knowledge you shared. I want to talk to you more about yeah, that absolutely. too and all that. Um, you're super funny, dude. I hope appreciate everyone it. make sure you go follow him. Check out all his stuff. For uh, the listeners, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're in Austin next week on Saturday, I'm doing a show. I'm so excited for this. I'm doing Guns and Giggles. It's a show at a gun shop. Nice. And it's the first show I went to watch when I came here. I have actually a bit that I do about that show. So I'm so I'm actually, it's like a, it's a bucket list show for yeah. me out here. So okay. I'm super excited doing that. Other than that, guys, uh, check out your last review on YouTube on my new food show if you haven't seen that. And then uh, other than that, guys, if this is your first time listening or your 102nd time listening, I appreciate you. And most importantly, thank you for letting us be your last resort. See ya. Yeah, check it out now. It's like this show. It's like that, Anna. It's like this show. It's like that, Anna. Like that. Check it out now. Check it out. Yo, this one right here is about a girl. And you've seen this girl before if you've been to any club in the whole wide world. Check it out. Her nickname's Last Resort. See her in the corner with a plastic fork. You see her out the side of your eyes. Only girl in the club is smuggled in from Chili Fly. This has been a Your Last Resort production.